What can we learn from past data breaches? Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor with Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with Haroon Mir, the founder of Thinkst, a software firm based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Haroon, thank you very much for joining me today. Ah, thanks for having me. One of the really interesting points you make is that while there's this almost obsession with real-time security, real-time defenses, you think more people should just stop and have a look maybe at six-year security and past breaches. What are some of the lessons that we can learn, do you think, from some of the big past breaches? Where I was going with the whole six-year thing is I think we are hyper-obsessed with the latest thing. And so as an industry, we get pretty caught up in just about whatever the industry is selling. And right now they're selling threat information that gives you up-to-the-minute information, and we haven't learned lessons that we've known about for 20 years. So organizations still haven't segmented their internal networks. Like, you hit an internal network, and it's all flat. So one incursion, and everything's yours. And this was advice given to us 20 years ago. And then you have some problems that have stayed with us forever. So if I'm an admin on one of your machines, I'm probably an admin on all of your machines, which is how the Saudi Aramco hack happened, right? They got in in one place and then they used the credentials from there to spread everywhere. So we keep moving on as we try to solve new shiny problems, which we then half solve, but we still haven't completely solved problems that we knew about 20 years ago. And we're still actively getting taken out by those old problems. And so in the end, you end up with an enterprise full of half-implemented solutions, which half-protect you from something, and that sort of half-protection doesn't hold up against determined attackers. So we end up with the worst of both worlds. You end up with something that you've spent a lot of money on and is not fundamentally more secure which is a bad place to be. What are some of the big examples that you might point to in the past five years or any time frame you choose to pick of organizations that maybe, not to sound judgmental, should have known better and ended up getting owned in some really basic ways? Yeah, so I think you spot on, right? Like, without picking on those guys. Just recent examples, right? If you take the OPM breach that happened, which is terrible any way you look at it, they literally had administrators who were foreign nationals with full access to their networks in other countries. And that comes down to basic employee vetting type stuff. And then you take Target, who were taken horribly, and they just invested millions in FireEye Kit, right? And it's almost the perfect example because it's the hot new buzzword, the hot new security startup they'd spent on it. They had a staff count of something like 300 security people. So it's not like they didn't invest as a company. But when they were compromised, they didn't know about it until the stuff made the news. It's one thing to get compromised because sooner or later everyone does. But these guys are compromised for months or years and they don't even know it. And that's just as bad as a position that you can be in. What are some of the overlooked or under-respected approaches or technologies? We're talking back to basics here, things that OPM should have been doing, Target should have been doing. Obviously, you're saying don't obsess about technology. What are some of the other, if you had to sit these people down and say this is what you should have done? Yeah, so if I had just a few minutes where you'd want to tell them, listen, go do this, the first thing I'd say is network segmentation is almost always a good thing. You can't be a flat network. You've got to have different trust zones and know when stuff hops from one trust zone to the other. One of the things that's becoming increasingly more apparent, and it's not just because of my own bias, is you've got to have detection. 
compromise or breach is always going to happen. Depending on the size of your org, sooner or later it will happen. Increasingly what matters is how quickly you realize that it's happened and how quickly you can react to it. And probably the last thing, although it's more meta, I think that most of these organizations would do well to really understand where their crown jewels are. Because one of the dangers that we have with security now is there's been a lot of noise for the last few years, lots of tools, lots of procedures, and we've kind of invented lots of busy work for ourselves. So you can have a security team that's keeping themselves perfectly occupied and probably meeting their KPIs that are not doing anything to fundamentally protect you any better or not protect you where it really matters. So I'd say what the organization needs to do is truly understand what they need to protect, then understand how that stuff's probably going to get broken, and then find ways to defend against that. And the last thing there is, and it's kind of not that easy to digest, but there are very few truly generic security solutions that work. And it's sad because most people are looking and need an easy solution, but right now we just don't have them. And so if you're a large organization who have security needs, you need to understand that your solution needs to be tailored for you. And if you're going with generic stuff, it's just not going to be that helpful. You haven't taken the right steps to get to you where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know it because now you think you're making investments because you're buying some stuff off the shelf. But there's large gaps between what serves the market because that's general and sold to everyone in the world and actually what matters for your organization in your situation. And unless you're covering those spots, you've just got huge holes that get driven through. In your Black Hat Europe keynote, I really appreciated the self-help metaphor that you had. You riffed in the title of a business bestseller. If you were writing a book focused solely on information security, what would you call it? That's a good question. So the last two talks have now been riffing off business titles. And the last talk was the hard thing about hard things, because there are some devilishly hard problems still in InfoSec. Like even if you were doing everything right, there are some problems we haven't solved yet. And what got you here won't get you there. I think is largely a problem that we have in InfoSec. We've gotten here and the tricks that we use to get us here just don't seem to be able to take us across the chasm to actual security. So I think I'd spend some time somewhere between those two. Maybe what got you here won't get you to the hard thing about the hard things or something. And you added crossing the chasm there. I don't know if you realized that. (laughs) So you've got a trio there. Exactly. I'm going to try to steal from all of them. Good to great. Good to finally secure. No, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Haroon, thanks very much for your time today. Ah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For ISMG, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thank you for joining us.